0: Ladies and gentlemen, up-and-coming chairman of the board and aspiring CEOs of all ages, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your ruby and emerald studded cufflinks, and all of your tax documentation, because this is Brand Standing. I'll be your host for this Totally Real podcast, which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors and, most importantly, you, dear listener. It is not, regardless of anything anyone may have told you, based on a fabulously fun improv game.
1: Um, excuse me. Hi there, listeners. So sorry to interrupt. This is Taylor from Legal Balthazar Games. We're legally obligated to make clear that this podcast is not a real business pitching show, but it is in fact based on a game.
0: That's only true if you're talking about the game of real life. If this show were based on a game, then 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our founders would have been given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, social network, airline, department store, etc. The second, a demographic, cavemen, zombies, accountants. For instance, our contestants could be tasked with coming up with a department store that caters to Vikings. It would be called Department Thor.
1: Uh, That's pretty weak. What about TJX?
0: Hunting on existing
1: brands is cheating. That's not in the rules.
0: As if there were rules because the show is real, not based on an improv game. So for our very real founders, if the idea is nifty and the pitch is thrifty, they might wind up water skiing in a man-made lake of that cold hard cash, wearing a wetsuit made out of crisp Benjamins. More importantly though, Brand Standing gives you, dear listener, the opportunity to step into the role of judge as well. After you listen to the four episodes of Brand Standing, you can grab your leather-bound business planner and go to brandstanding.show and vote for your your favorite founder. You can also vote by text. Just text snakeholes to 63566. That's one word, snakeholes to 63566. But hurry, the last day to vote is April 22nd.
1: Because this is a shameless piece of viral marketing, not a real business pitch show.
0: Legal jibber jabber. With all that preamble out of the way, let's meet our pair of premium profit powered panelists, the brand standing judges. Hi, my name's Tony Vicinda. Tony is a barista turned CEO of Kale Creative, a Seattle-based company specializing in groundbreaking products in the fashion and food markets. Bearded, bombastic, and bedecked with cash, Tony has a soft spot for hard-working founders with great ideas, genuine passion, and an appreciation for a good arugula chip.
1: Hello,
2: I'm Teresa Bova.
0: Teresa Bova is the young, scrappy heir to the Bova pizza empire. Teresa's background might be privileged, but she's proven she's more than willing to tinker with the recipe to her family's secret sauce. For the past three years, she's been working to expand the family business into new and exciting areas of commerce. Now ready to invest her own dough for the first time, Tony offered to toss her into the mix here on Brand Standing. With his help, she may just rise to the occasion. On this episode of Brand Standing, we meet Robert and Bobbert Costas, a pair of brothers turned entrepreneurs who are looking to slither their way into an investment. If this was a podcast based on a fabulously fun improv card game, they might have been tasked with developing a mini golf course for snake owners, but it isn't. So they weren't. That probably goes without saying, but sometimes it's good to be clear.
3: I know what you are probably asking yourself, and the answer is yes, this is a
4: real snake. Hmm. Hi, I'm Robert Costas. And my name is Robert Costas.
3: We are related to each other. We are brothers. Uh, This might get a little confusing, so you can call me Bobbert.
4: So, we are here to talk to you today about snake holes. For approximately 50 miniature golf courses all over the United States. This isn't just any
3: miniature golf course. This is a miniature golf course specifically for best friends. And by best friends, I mean people and their snakes. Huh.
4: If you're a snake owner, you, there's not a lot of places you can go with your best friend. And if you're a snake owner, you know that your snake is your best friend. You take it everywhere that you can, that you're allowed to, but a lot of places don't allow snakes.
3: I can't tell you how many times I have not been able to finish watching a movie because of discrimination.
4: Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't realize that your scarf is actually a snake, and then when the lights come on or they go down while you're watching a movie, people start screaming. They say, get out of here, you, you freaking... What do they say to you?
3: Uh, they, they call me a demon. Yeah, they me get out monster. of here, you,
4: you snake demon. Yeah. Get out of this movie theater. This is a place for best friends, snake owners, to come play 18 or 19 holes of putt-putt golf and go home happy. We are
3: trying to bring the whimsy back to snake ownership. Very nice. Get rid of the stigma. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, some people might not have a snake. You can come. You can come to snake holes without a snake. Because we have snake rentals.
4: Here's kind of how it all came together. I uh, own 50 miniature golf courses all over the United States. And my brother, Bobbert, uh, owns maybe... Easily 1,000 snakes. Easily a 1,000 yeah. snakes. And our mom always wanted us to go into business together. And miniature golf ain't what it used to be. There, it, people aren't going out as much. Not that you can stream miniature golf on the computer and whatnot. So
3: a lot of people have been desensitized to windmills, unfortunately. Really hit the family
4: hard. If you love snakes, it's a place where snakes are at. If you're afraid of snakes, it's a place you can get over your fear. There are going to be snakes there for you if you don't own a snake. This place is literally crawling with snakes. Crawling, slithering, whatever you think a snake does, it does it at the miniature golf course. That's right.
3: Does go without saying, I believe. Um,
4: But really, the only rule we have is keep your snakes out of the holes. But that's really the only one rule. Everything else is on the table.
3: Uh, okay, looks like Mitch here's constricting my thigh a little bit. Please uh, don't be worried about that. But if I pass out, it's not because uh, of anything bad or dangerous. It's just uh, there's a large artery going
5: right through that thigh. Moving on, we've themed each hole. Well, uh, let, me, let me actually before you before you move on, let me let me just jump in real quick. Please. How often are um, Let's just call them snake hugs. How often are, are people on the course experience a, uh, a really tight snake hug that's causing them to pass out?
3: Oh, that's really hard to determine what the cause is of the people passing out on our golf courses. We don't like to assume what's causing that. Sometimes when I'm extremely overwhelmed with happiness, I go right to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
4: we we can't say that it's the snakes causing the passing out. Uh, we won't say it, <laughs> but because uh, people might show up and they might, you know, have epilepsy. They might mm-hmm. be prone to passing out in hot weather. Uh, I don't know if the snake has anything necessarily to do with that. They're just giving you a hug. But the answer to your question is all the time. Yeah, it happens almost as soon as you get there. You're usually going to get a snake around you almost immediately.
2: Okay. Uh, I I have a question about the rule, the one rule. So the snakes can't go in the holes, but the name of your business is Snake
3: Hole? Snake Holes is the name of the business. Snake Um, Holes, yeah. yeah.
2: I find that a little little bit misleading. I feel like people are going to bring their snakes for the sole purpose of putting them in the hole. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're going to be disappointed by that one rule. I I do appreciate that there's only one rule, but it seems a little...
3: Right. Well, listen, we're not running some sort of like strict orphanage here if you want to put a snake in the hole you can put a snake
4: in the hole but it is a one-stroke penalty so you're trying to keep your snake under control but we understand that snakes are prone to holes they're going to try and get into those holes we're just trying to keep them out of the holes uh we're trying to keep the holes free from snake eggs and full of uh balls full of of golf balls full golf balls
5: that's right so tell us a little bit more about your business
3: we have a lazy river uh Mm -hmm. in 10 of the locations there's a lazy river yes i would
4: recommend staying out of that now uh it is
3: just riddled with snakes a lot
4: of snakes in the lazy river now they have kind of turned it into their own little home so stay out of the lazy river everywhere else is fine
3: we've sort of upgraded the themed holes to be a little more snake themed Mm -hmm. so the windmills are now windmills with snakes on them yeah uh, the uh, motorcycle is... The
4: motorcycle with snakes all yeah, over it. Uh-huh. Uh Clown mouth is the clown mouth filled with snakes. That's right. Uh, it makes it even harder. It's a little bit more challenging. It's actually our 18th hole, and if you're able to get the ball through all the snakes, you get a free round and a mm-hmm. couple of free snakes.
2: Oh, so snakes are the prizes, too?
5: Yeah. yeah
4: you. Uh, it's actually mandatory that you leave with a couple of snakes. Please take some snakes
3: with you. Yeah. Uh, we actually overshot a little bit on the uh, population of snakes on these locations. Mm-hmm. We tried to make sure they were all female snakes mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't reproduce. Somehow
4: they found a way. They figured it out, and we've got maybe triple to quadruple the amount of snakes we started with, which yeah. is a good thing for oh. a golf course filled with snakes. I love snakes. I, you know, I couldn't be
3: happier with the amount of snakes. Mm gumming up some of the mechanical work uh, yep. to be honest but that's just we don't call those problems or obstacles we, yeah. we call them fun challenges
4: Fal- challenges and opportunities mm-hmm. for improvement
3: Wow. Uh, let's see what else some, some other uh, important things um, snakes can play golf too
4: Yes, that is. Uh, if you have a snake, it's not just bring your snake. Your snake hangs off your neck uh, as an accessory. We have little putters for the snakes. Yeah, little tiny uh, snake we understand putties. that snakes don't have arms, so we've outfitted them with some tiny little belts. Uh, they're almost like twist ties if you think about them. And we actually have one here for you today. This is uh, this is Diamondback. He's oh. wearing uh, one of our belts right here. Mm-hmm. You take a look at him. He'll kind of go. And he has left the room. I don't know oh. where he's going, but he if you noticed he had a, he had a little thing on, uh, and that's just a little putter for a little snake. And uh, we also have little balls for the snakes as well. He did that's he looked right. happy
5: on his way out the door. It looked comfortable on him what does what a round of golf cost? Let's I mean like you know i'm I'm not usually one who gets into numbers, but i'm i'm, I'm I love this story. I love, yeah. you know, two brothers with the moms support getting into business together. how How mm. much does a round of golf cost?
4: Uh, a single round of golf per person uh, with snake is uh, $15, Mm -hmm. so on on the cheap end for a a night out. Uh, If you don't have a snake, you can rent a snake, like we said, Uh, and that's uh, $18, and then if you want more snakes, uh, it goes up exponentially, uh, depending on how many snakes
5: you want. $18 additionally or or $18 total? Uh, $18 total.
4: Yeah, Oh,
3: okay. Also, okay. Uh, we do offer discounts if you take the snake with you when you leave. Yes. Please take some of these snakes.
4: Yeah. If you play around a golf and you tell us straight up you will take a snake from us, it's a dollar. It's a dollar.
3: Is there are the lights is uh there's something wrong with the lights? Are they dimming or is that just the uh ability to see draining from my skull?
4: I noticed it got a little <laughs> dimmer in here, truth be told. Uh,
3: okay, you might want to get that checked out. I used yeah. to be Journeyman carpenter. So if you want me to take a look at the wiring around here, yeah, uh, I'd be happy to. I've
5: just got one more question, then we'll uh, we'll have. I think we've got a medical alert team uh, yeah. on standby here, yeah. uh, and and the that question is: Let's say you uh, you get fully funded. Let's say that our our listeners that they they vote for you, that they're all in. Maybe one of us kicks a little bit of money in there also too for you. Uh, what's the vision? Where where do you want to go if that happens?
3: Oh, if if uh, well, we we actually have uh, some projections and some goals for this company and a vision board uh, for it. And what we want, what what our ultimate goal is, to be the largest snake miniature golf uh, combo company in the world. And I think that's very attainable um, because uh outside of thailand i think Mm -hmm. we're the only company doing this yes
4: in we our biggest competition is in thailand they have Mm -hmm. over 100 snake golf courses it's not where we got the idea it's not where we got the idea Mm -hmm. we had this this idea came to us genuinely but uh since i already own 50 miniature golf courses we already have the snakes we are primed to kind of take this thing worldwide uh maybe not in thailand we got to cease and desist from them.
3: Yeah, we're never going to be the Red Bull of snake mini golf courses in Thailand, but no. I think we might be able to pull that off in the Western Hemisphere. Yes.
5: I recently did an investment in a uh, a snake-based mm. uh, theme park called Sidewinder World that has the world's windiest roller coasters, okay. mm. and so I'm going to check on that. It may It may be a good opportunity for collaboration. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been. I mean, if you're, you know, uh, Bobber, you, you probably have heard of it. Uh, but it's uh, it's got the world's winiest roller coaster. I got to do a little bit of due diligence. Uh, it could be an obstacle or it could just be a great, uh, great collaboration between the two brands. We'll have to see.
3: Yeah, I would say uh, that if they are interested in collaborating with us, we would be interested um, in that as well. And I would say if they're not uh, interested, um, it's probably just because uh, their roller coasters are very unsafe and they should mm-hmm. close they should close immediately then yep. that would take care of the conflict of interest as well unless they do want to invest yeah, and uh, I, then and that's and then i understand a great
4: that their roller coasters are windy but how many snakes do they have in the park
3: yeah how tall does a snake have to be to get on one of those yeah
4: is a snake allowed to ride the rides or is it people only on a snake you know shaped roller coaster
5: Because you'd have to talk to Sandra. I I think it's a length based thing for the snakes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But like I said, I don't don't know that it's a conflict. I actually think there may be some great brand synergy there. Let me let me check uh, and I'll get back to you guys. But I I could be an in. But again, what really matters is what the listeners think. Teresa, where are you at?
2: Um, I just had one question. I'm really the other group you mentioned were people who are afraid of snakes and want to overcome yes. that fear so my question is how are you going to reach out to those people and how are you going to convince them that this is a fear that they should overcome because you know i i'm not afraid mm-hmm. of snakes as yes. you can see i'm certainly not sweating mm-hmm. yeah. i'm certainly i'm certainly not panicking that, that, that's for darn sure but i am i am uh right. i am not interested in going to it. i'm not saying i'm not interested in. In investing, I'm not interested in going. So, how would you convince me, as someone, I wouldn't say I'm afraid. I would say I'm cautious around snakes. Mm. How would you convince me, or someone even more afraid than me? Because again, I'm not that scared, but um, to go and to spend money. Sure, I'm going to go ahead
3: and answer uh, as quick as I can because I think I am sensing a break in my femur, and that You're usually that usually is quickly <laughs> followed by a happiness nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, speaking very quickly, I would say uh, that we we have. batted around the idea of an outreach program called Surprise Snakes um, where we sort of are just uh, we have like a list from the VA of uh, people who may be experiencing some sort of PTSD and need Mm -hmm. a uh, therapy animal Uh, and then we just uh, hide snakes in their house Uh, and that's a good way for people to realize if they
4: are or are not scared of snakes and if they are Boom, there's a sign on that snake a sign with our on that address. It says, Want to get over this? Come yeah. on down to Snake Holes. Play 18 Holes, <laughs> rent a snake, have a good time, take a snake home, now you have a pet.
0: Sounds like a deal my therapist would love. Now we're going to step aside with Robert and Bobbert and ask a few questions. Guys, how are we feeling?
3: Oh, like a million bucks. Um, you ever get a full night's sleep on a cloud of
4: loyalty and friendship? Because that's exactly how I feel. Mm. Uh, it felt very good. It felt very positive. Uh, I felt. I, I thought we were going to get some pushback on on how many snakes we had, but uh, mm-hmm. they seemed uh, very uh, into the idea. Um, I, I felt very confident.
3: Yeah, I, I think uh, Teresa was just sweaty with excitement mm-hmm. uh, over over the idea. I could tell that. Um, here's the thing: is we have never not found someone. Uh, completely willing to invest in this idea yeah. we just want to give we just we're hoping to give the right people the right opportunity
4: yeah this is you know th- this isn't the first place uh, we've gone uh it might not be the last place we go depending on how they feel about it um, but we're passionate uh about this idea we we know people uh who have snakes would love to go for 18 holes in mini golf uh we'd love and we know that people who don't have snakes uh, would love to try it out
3: also if you do find a 12-foot python uh that's
4: probably mitch Mm-hmm So let me know and I'll come pick him up. Just either come pick him up or open a door and he might find his way home.
0: Our listeners are at home with their fingers poised over their devices, ready to strike and choose one of our four founders. What would you say to convince them to strike for you?
3: Give a snake a hug and send us some money.
0: Straight to the point. I can respect that. Dear listeners, you can head to brandstanding.show to vote. You can also vote by text. Just text SNAKEHOLES to 63566. That's one word, SNAKEHOLES, to 63566. But hurry, the last day to vote is April 22nd. And now let's slither on over to our judges.
5: All right, Teresa, um, if you could do me a favor, I just want you to hold hold this deer leg for a second for me. Okay. Like yeah, okay. just Here you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, so after uh, after Bobbert passed out, uh, Mitch made his way back in here. So I know, I know. I want to. I actually want to put this to test during our conversation. So just hold that deer leg. I <laughs> yeah. think Mitch is gonna gonna. Oh, yeah. He's coming up. He's um, coming up your leg right now. There you go. You feel that? Um, how, how, um, are you, how are you feeling?
2: I, I don't like it. That's the first thing. Uh, my heart is just palpitating through my chest right now i just yeah i i i i think that i don't want this to be happening anymore if i had a, if i had a choice i think that it would get off of me please that's what i'm
5: Okay. Well, well, I don't know that I can make that happen now, but let's just kind of keep on going and see how things evolve yeah. during the course of yeah. our conversation. Um, if not, if not, I'll get Bobbert and Robert um, to come back in here. And and I, I mean, I don't know that they can do anything about it. Um, how did you feel about the number of snakes that they had? Like, did you feel that it was like too many, not enough, the right number?
2: Um, what, the thing is that I've never really thought about how many snakes there are in, ouch, um, in the in in the earth here's why it didn't scare it didn't scare me i wasn't afraid um uh i was just
5: you keep on you keep on saying that you keep on saying you're not afraid so tell me tell me what excites you
2: um it excites me because i i think that it's great that they're over there and they're not near me but then when they you know what i'm saying it's like if they get near me it's like if i had a choice i would choose not to have that happen do you know what i'm saying so it's not that i'm scared it's just like given the choice i would have this never happen again do you know what i'm saying do you see what I'm
5: going yeah. for there? I've done this before. I've helped somebody launch a uh, a snake pick business. I, I think it's, I think that there's such a growing market here. There's medical research opportunities. There's <laughs> all kinds of of cross promotional opportunities because people, uh, more than you think, love snakes. Oh. Um, they just have to get a chance to get okay. exposed to them. No,
2: uh, well. You know, maybe it's just I don't run in the same circles, but my experience is that most people who don't want to be around snakes have really good reasons not to be around snakes. Uh, Some of them are afraid. I would say most of them are afraid. I don't necessarily fall into that category. I I think that uh, to assume that the majority of people would enjoy having a snake as company or as a best friend, as they put it, which I did think was kind of endearing, I would say no to that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying?
5: Uh, I mean, I guess I could, I could see that. I think you're talking about a smaller market yeah. share, though.
2: The thing that I love the most about this, and again, um, if anyone can get this snake off of me, that'd be wonderful. But the thing I love the most.
5: Oh, just hand me that deer. Okay. Hand me that deer leg. Okay.
2: okay. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. he comes.
5: Come on, Mitch. Come uh, on, Mitch. There you go. Whew. All right.
2: All right. Um, The thing I loved most about it was the, the reconciliation between the two brothers. I think that was something that we can definitely lean more into and say like, you know, these strange brothers, what brought them together is this beautiful, um, relationship they have with golf and snakes and, you know, breathing new life into a dead business. And I think that that could bring a lot of people in just, just to be able to be in the presence of people who, um, Got so much out of snakes. Do you know what
5: I'm saying? I see the I see the the marketing around that. You know, like uh, you have this this image of two brothers. There's kind of a, a divide, maybe like a lightning bolt between them. Yeah. Uh, this is maybe maybe this is more of a commercial. Then you see slowly the snake coming around, winding its way around the outside mm. of both We're of them, kind of pulling them close together and and removing the the conflict that's between them. I think that's, that's I think that's the marketing pitch that you you've got there. So uh, and that's why I'd be really excited to um, kind of reach in that snake hole um, and pull out uh, I think a golden egg.
0: So people, if you're a lover of scales and you're not that into legs, you might find yourself at home at Snakeholes. When I visited, I played a few holes and then bested the competition by consuming eight cherry pies at the Burmese Python. Those boa constrictors aren't the only ones who can unhinge their jaws. Remember folks to check out the rest of Brand Standing to see all four competitors head to brandstanding.show to vote for Snakeholes or your favorite founder. Until next time, we'll be hissing you.
1: Hello, this is Taylor from Legal, and I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Regardless of what any excitable announcer may tell you, this show is a shameless promotional plug for a fabulously fun improv game. The announcer was played by Mark Guiney, creative director of Sounder & Key. Tony Vicinda was played by himself, the real Tony Vicinda, head game designer of Balthazar Games and host of the Threshold podcast. Teresa Bova is a student of theology and catechetics at Franciscan University of Steubenville. And fun fact, while she may not be a billionaire investor, her family does own a pizza company. Find her on Instagram at Teresa Carroll. Brandstanding is produced by Sounder & Key in partnership with I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Robert Costas was played by Tim Lyons. Tim is a part of Fudge and the marketing director at I.O. Theater. You can find him on Twitter at Tim Lyons. Bobbert Costas was played by Mike Garrity. Mike plays in many shows at I.O. Theater. Find him especially on Herald Team, Big Spoon at 10:30 p.m. and Dumb John, 8 p.m. every Saturday. If you're looking for more fun podcasts by I.O., check out Killer Conversations, in which host Brittany Bookbinder teleports famous killers into her uncle's attic and makes casual conversation with them. Visit IOImprov.com or find them on social at IO Chicago. And of course, I'm Taylor from Legal. But if I wasn't, I'd be Trisha Vicinda. Finally, I'm legally required to state that brand standing may not be for everyone. Please ensure that you have not ingested any prescription medications or high fiber foods before consuming. Extended listening has been known to lead to buyer's remorse, intermittent chuckling, and thinking up names for a social network marketed to birdwatching enthusiasts while you are power washing your mom's deck.